This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Yeah, that's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Like the announcer said, I'm Brandon Maney. That guy is Sean Kane. Uh, we are breaking down Districts 5 and 6 week in, week out. We are recording this on Thursday afternoon, October 20th. You might be thinking, gee, that's kind of late in the week to be doing this, fellas. Uh, usually, you know, the podcast is already published by Thursday. Well, I was busy. All right. So back <laughs> off, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it is what it is. There's a lot going on. There's lots of stuff. Uh, and idosports.com has got it all covered. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the best part of it is you can just go click on idosports.com and you've got soccer, volleyball, football, indoor ac- ad- acrobatics. I think they added in the fall too. I don't know, but we've got everything. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so you can tell I'm a little stressed. I'm a little busy uh, these days, but let's get to it. I guess the one upside on recording this on Thursday is, hey, state soccer started today. We can like talk about some stuff that's uh, only going to be current for like the next 20 minutes. And then whenever anybody's listening to this tomorrow, they're going to go, oh, yeah, I already knew that. Um, but I mean, hey, let's real quick. Let's talk about what's happened at state soccer today. Let's start on the boys side. Uh, 5A tournament, Thunder Ridge and Madison both competing. Madison hasn't played yet as we're recording this, but Thunder Ridge got a nice two to one win over Bora. So the Titans are going to play Boise in the semifinals. It'll be a tough matchup, but uh, I think the Titans are up to the task. Yeah. You know, Thunder, Thunder Ridge has been a tough team all year. Um, expect that to be a great semifinal matchup. Yeah, definitely. 4A boys, you had Idaho Falls also advanced today uh, over Canyon Ridge, 3-2. to two. So the Tigers are in the semis. They're going to play, to me, kind of the favorite overall, and that's Caldwell. But uh, if anybody can knock off the Cougars, uh, Idaho Falls certainly is up to the task. Yeah, Idaho Falls has been solid all year, but Caldwell is just kind of like the boys' soccer powerhouse as of late. Definitely. Uh, Century is playing Blackfoot as we're recording this, so nothing to report there. In the OT. It's an overtime. Okay, scoreless in overtime? or Scoreless in overtime. Second oh, overtime. Oh, boy, we're running out PKs. of time. It's going to be PKs, probably. Well, we've had some PKs already today that we'll get to on the girls' side, especially um, that were pretty devastating. So let's talk about 3A boys. American Falls, the seven seed. They don't just knock off the two seed McCall Donnelly. They dominate five to one, Sean. So and I Ameri- believe one player for American Falls had four or five goals in that match. I believe that, the last name was Lopez. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's just <laughs> what we saw last year in the three A soccer is that you know those seven and twos or one and eights aren't necessarily the numbers aren't telling the whole picture, and you know that's why you have to play the match. Yeah, in fact, East Idaho, Sean, at the 3A boys tournament is 3-0, and and there were only three teams. They all won. American Falls beat McCall Donnelly 5-1. Sugar Salem beat Bonners Ferry 6-3. And Teton and Timberlake went to penalty kicks. Uh, it was a 0-0 game through two overtimes, and Teton won on PKs 3-1. So you've got American Falls and Sugar in one semifinal. Teton will play the winner of Wendell and Kimberly. In the other semifinal, it was Teton versus Sugar last year in boys. Could be headed to a similar showdown. Yeah, you know, conference matchup. Um, it would be fun to watch. I don't know if those teams want it. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's talk girls real quick. 5A, 
uh highland oh devastating they had a back and forth match with rocky mountain today the highland girls they had the lead very late in the second half um they took the lead with i think like you know less than 10 minutes to play they were up three to two rocky got the equalizer with less than five minutes to play it was tied three three it went to overtime went to the second overtime came down to penalty kicks Rocky ends up winning four to two, just a devastating loss for Highland. Yeah. They, as I was watching follow along on Twitter, yeah, they were up at the very end and Rocky mountain got a, the score just right there. And, and then as we've talked about all season, PKs come up, you kind of throw everything out the door and it was four to two in PKs and that's a close PK and oh man, just, just hard, but you know, Highland will still play. They're going to play Timberline um, in the consolation and uh, you know, they came back with a trophy last year and they'll be looking to do the same again this year. And that's no easy feat, no matter what. Yep. Coach Rose and the girls will be keeping an eye on their fortunes tomorrow morning. Thunder Ridge also playing later on tonight or today, I guess they're going to play Lake city, the number one seed overall defending five, eight champs as well. Nothing to report there for a girls. We have Pocatello and Bonneville matching up. Did that it's is that match still going, Sean? It's, it, it is one okay. to one in the second. Okay, and then uh, after Pocatello plays, then Shelley will play Bishop Kelly. Those are the two teams from East Idaho, so nothing to report there. And then three A girls uh, in overtime. The American Falls ladies also moving on to the semis. They defeat Buell in overtime two to one. So it didn't go to PKs. It did go to the extras, and American Falls gets the win. Teton, unfortunately, was knocked out by the defending champs from Fruitland, three to two. So American Falls will play the community school, the Cutthroats from Sun Valley tomorrow in the semifinals. Teton will play the loser of Coeur d'Alene Charter and Timberlake in the loser out battle. So that's what's going on there in soccer. Uh, let's let's shift gears to district volleyball, Sean. It's it's been like nonstop action in volleyball. Uh, some bids have already been clinched. Uh, games some, every day games every day uh, multiple ones and so like and we can't put the score and the schedule in because some of it's like okay the winner of this game now plays the loser of this one and so it's like playing games in real time you know because some some teams will play you know three matches in a night potentially so it's yeah it's a very fluid thing so i get emails occasionally hey this bracket's not updated yeah i mean we're only trying to track down like 50 different volleyball scores and, from, from our and, and if they go five five games right sometimes those games aren't then they play another one right and then so sometimes it's not done till 10 o'clock at yeah, night and so. uh so it's hard to get all those scores but we have all the brackets updated as of anything that happened today we haven't put in yet but we through last night we are updated and good to go so i'm going to share my screen we'll whip through these brackets and again if you're watching the video version of this podcast on idahosports.com's youtube channel or facebook page you can follow along there maybe make the video full full size so it's easier to read the brackets um if you're listening audio only that's all right we have the brackets on our homepage at idahosports.com as well let's just start um with the five a's where you've got madison in the district championship match tonight highland will play thunder ridge actually they should be playing right now as we're recording this uh highland and thunder ridge playing the winner of that will take on madison for the district title uh whoever wins would have to beat madison twice district champ gets to go to state loser has to play in a play-in match 
And all I'm going to say is one team from that conference that doesn't make it to state, that's just going to be tough because those are Madison, Thunder Ridge, and Highland are all, I, I believe, in the top five in max preps. Um, so just a brutal conference and a big match going on right now between Thunder Ridge and Highland as Thunder Ridge got the best of Highland in the earlier round. Yes, uh, 3-1 in, in the opening round back on Tuesday night. And then, you know, shouts to Rigby as well. The Trojans, the four seed over here, they pushed Highland to the brink. Highland won in five, three to two. So, you know, Rigby was no slouch this year either as they went two and out. So Yeah, I saw Rigby play this year, and and I think I said this in a previous, I all these teams, all four of these teams could compete um, at state easily. Yeah, definitely. So that's the 5A. Uh, let's see what's going on in 4A. Let's start in District 6, the High Country Conference. Uh, you've got Bonneville, the one seed overall in the district championship match. Idaho Falls and Blackfoot are playing right now. Blackfoot, the five seed on a little bit of a hot streak here. They've knocked out um, the four seed Hillcrest. Well, I guess Skyline did that, but um, and then Skyline, the three seed, went down to Blackfoot last night. And so it's Blackfoot and Idaho Falls. The winner of that will play Bonneville for the district championship. District six gets two teams to state. So whoever wins this battle between Idaho Falls and Blackfoot will be going to state along with Bonneville. Yeah, just, again, another very tough conference. And um, I think all those teams knew that going in. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see that Idaho Falls-Blackfoot match who comes out of that one. And kind of an underreported story, but Bonneville's, I mean, they're not young, but they've been relying on some like young players. Freshmen, I believe, right? Yeah, fresh, a... Freshmen and sophomores. Um, so, you know, Bonneville could be around for a while. Like uh, that's what everybody else wanted to hear, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's already been a while, I think. <laughs> yes, they have. They've had a very impressive run. Uh, let's go to 4A District 5. This is where it's that three-team affair between Century, Preston, Pocatello, uh let's see pocatello and preston played and preston won three to one right it was no it was three to two three to two yeah preston one and one and five uh back and forth battle um then after after that preston just didn't have a lot left in the tank against century and century won that one three oh and um later on today uh preston and pocatello play again which you know all their coaches are super excited for <laughs> and talking to them. <laughs> oh yeah. You got to love the three team conference. Isn't it just so much fun? Yeah. Um, Century awaits the winner. And again, they, they would have to beat the diamondbacks twice tonight to uh, be the district champs. Only the one bid to state. So it's pretty cutthroat, but uh, I, I think century is still the favorite here. Yeah. They've, they've had a, they've had a good showings against these teams and, um, Brianne Robinson's a really good coach and, uh, they've, they've got the team ready to go and they have Addie Butler who has multiple, um, division one scholarship offers and she, um, it knows how to kill it, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> the Butler, the Butler did it right. That's what they always say when yeah, there's, a, when the there's Butler. a kill. Yeah. The Butler always with the kill. I'm actually, that's the podcast title <laughs> Butler with the kill. And okay. she couldn't be the nicest person either. So it's kind of funny. You know, she hits the ball the hardest out of anyone there, but she would be like, she'd give you the coat off her back. It's just super nice young lady. She'll absolutely demolish you and then give you a hand to help you out after yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. 3A volleyball district six. How about South Fremont? The Cougar Cougar fans up in, in, um, in, in South Fremont up in, uh, up in 
I want to say Ashton. I know that's not right, though. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a brain cramp today, Sean. St. Anthony, thank yep. you. Oh, yep, it's been go. a long day. All right. South Fremont, uh, the two seed. They knock out the juggernaut that Sugar, right, Sugar Salem's been this dominant 3A volleyball program the past several years. They beat Sugar 3-1 to one on Saturday night. They beat Sugar again 3-2 to two on Tuesday night. So, and then, or excuse me, Sugar beat South three to two to set up this this fifth and final match where Sugar had to beat South Fremont twice, and the Diggers had nothing left in the tank. South Fremont sweeps them three nothing. South Fremont, your district champ. Now Sugar Salem has to win not one but two state tournament play-in games. The first one will be tonight against the second place team from District Five, which is Marsh Valley. So let's look at that District Five bracket where. Snake River, the number one seed, had no problems. Uh, they rolled to the District 5 championship. Marsh Valley takes second. So you've got Marsh Valley and Sugar Salem tonight at Skyline. And the winner of this is still not at state. The winner of this then has to play the third place team from District 3 in a second state tournament play-in game. So kind of just a wild, wild bracket. I don't know if I've seen one with a double play in before kind of like a double kind of like a a double play in it's like a double middle finger to the east (laughs) i mean i like that they don't have to have them on the same day because a lot of a lot of times those volleyball all happens on the same day and i'm glad that there's at least a day um a couple days or at least a day in between for those matches yeah so i mean i don't know it's just interesting so uh, i i and I, I really don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm leaning sugar here, but if Marsh Valley won, I, you know, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me either. So, and again, no. the winner of that plays third place from District 3. Let's take a look now at what's going on in 2A. Uh, the, Salmon is hosting the Nuclear Conference Tournament, which is kind of cool. Uh, you've got Ryrie. They're kind of the favorites, the number one seed. They are in the District Championship match. Uh, North Fremont was playing Salmon today. Whoever did this bracket couldn't even fill it in all the way. This is yeah, and uh, that it just came in about an hour ago that North Fremont won three to one over Salmon. So North Fremont advances and Salmon is eliminated. Okay, so North Fremont playing first, then, and the winner of that will have to play Ryrie. And again, they'd have to beat Ryrie twice, but two bids to state out of the nuclear conference. Whoever wins between North Fremont and Firth will be going to state along with Ryrie and really salmon North Fremont Firth all kind of beat up on each other during the regular season. So it could go really any direction. It's pr- the parody in the league was pretty good outside of Ryrie uh, district five, the Southeast uh, Idaho conference. <laughs> I don't get it in the coaches polls all year long. West side has been ranked ahead of Malad. Malad swept the regular season series and we're still ranked higher in the coaches poll. Malad swept the regular season series and Westside was still ranked higher than Malad in the max preps rankings. And I'm scratching my head going, I don't get it. Maybe I do now because Westside beat Malad last night, three to one for the first victory of the year over the dragons that put Westside into the district championship. Malad had to turn around right away and play bear Lake. They won that three, nothing, which sets up tonight's district championship. Westside and Malad. Malad would have to win twice over the Pirates. Winner gets to go to state. Loser goes to a play-in match where they will play the second-place team from District Six. That is not right. <laughs> That's that, some. They're playing somebody. I think it's third place from District Three as well. Okay, that would make more sense. Yeah. So yeah, 
Yeah, just kind of a wild, but you know, you know, West Side and Malad are both dominant, very dominant volleyball programs, and both I would imagine find a way to the state tournament. Yeah, uh, certainly where uh, West Side would be rank a higher seed than uh, than Malad would be again because it's uh, I don't know, it's just interesting the way the Max Preps rankings work there uh let's see no it is 5b 6b okay i'm I'm gonna have to go back and look at that then i guess second place does not automatically go to state from district six so whoever wins between ryrie north fremont or firth whoever gets second will have to play either malad or west side in the play match that's a tall order i I, I, i'm with you i think district five gets two teams to state uh 1a d1 sean upset city the grace grizzlies the number two seed win the district they knock out butte county who had been a top five team in the coaches poll and max preps all season long they win three to one on monday night they won three to two last night what does grace get for their troubles a (laughs) play-in match they don't even get to go to state yet they have to play victory charter the third place team from district three i think i think grace wins this match pretty easily it'll be on saturday in twin falls and then the grizzlies will take their rightful spot at state yeah, that's that's crazy to for me to think that you win district championship and still don't get a, a spot in state, but I don't I don't make the rules. <laughs> Another middle finger to the east, I'm telling you. <laughs> Just saying. Uh yeah, very interesting for sure. But congrats to Grace. Yeah. Coming through and, and really I thought winning convincingly. I went back and watched the match last night against Butte County. And uh, even though it was a five set, you know, thriller three, two, I, Grace was in command. Uh, most of the way there. All right. And then finally, the Rocky Mountain Conference, 1A D2, this nine team juggernaut. You've got Rockland and Mackey in the championship tonight at Water Springs. So check this out. Uh, the, the Rocky Mountain Conference last year held their district tournament at Hillcrest. And that was kind of the agreement again this year. They were going to hold the tournament at Hillcrest. And then somewhere along the way, Hillcrest said, you know, no, we're not hosting the tournament, but that got lost in the communication somewhere. So like the Rocky mountain conference, like, you know, called the school like two weeks ago. And then they were like, Oh no, we're not having the tournament here. So they kind of had to scramble and like put together a plan to, to get this tournament hosted. And if that wasn't bad enough, the IHSAA told this conference that they would get two and a half bids to state and there would be a play in game, which, uh, you know, changes the layout of the bracket, right? More because, matches, a lot of matches. Well, I mean, if you if it's two and a half, then your third place team doesn't necessarily have to challenge back. It can be just you took third, you go to the play and match. Then all of a sudden, the IHSAA comes to them like two weeks before districts and goes, "Oh yes, uh, we we told you bad info. You only get two bids to state." <laughs> They're like, "We already made the bracket. We got to redo the whole bracket." It's really been an ordeal for for our smallest schools in East Idaho. I feel really bad, but they've all done uh, an awesome job of kind of adjusting on the fly. And really, it's a shame because the the top four seeds, and really, I guess the top five: Rockland, Mackey, Grace Lutheran, Ledore, and Water Springs. All are state tournament worthy teams in my eyes. Only two get to go. It's Rockland and Mackey for the championship tonight. Water Springs knocked out Grace Lutheran, the three seed, uh, Tuesday night, three nothing. They'll play Ledor tonight. And then the winner of that will play the loser of Rockland Mackey for that second bid to state on Saturday. Rockland, of course, is the, the preeminent program and they're dominant, but 
I don't know, Mackey, Leto, or Water Springs. It could be any of the three. Yeah, I mean, all kind of coming on hot right at the right time, right? I would have, I probably would have picked Grace Lutheran um, at the start of this, so to see Water Springs come out as a five seed, um, kind of, kind of some good stuff there. Yeah, definitely, and like even props to Taylor's Crossing, right? Taylor's Crossing knocked out North Gem three to one. That's a good win for an Eagles program that's still kind of building. So I mean, yeah, there's some crazy stuff going on there uh, behind the scenes and on the actual bracket. So that's what volleyball's been up to. All right, let's talk football now, where we are into the final week of the regular season, Sean, and you know it's kind of you know in most of the classifications, the playoff scenarios are pretty simple. You know, in five A football. Highland has clinched the, the conference. Uh, even if they lost to Thunder Ridge on Friday, at, at worst, they would be tied with the winner of Madison Rigby, and they already beat that team head-to-head. So Highland's got it. Highland gets the first round by. They get a home playoff game. Sets up really nicely for the Rams. Now you've got Rigby and Madison playing in a game that decides the second auto bid. Madison needs to win it to get to state. There's no way Madison gets an at-large bid. Rigby could get an at-large bid with the loss, but I know they would love to just win this thing outright and earn it. Yeah, and it would be crazy if Rigby was an at-large bid. Like, you don't want to be that team, like, <laughs> to get Rigby in the first round, right? That's all I'm thinking. Um, but but Madison, you know, Madison found a way to beat Rigby last year when I would say many of us didn't think they would, and Madison played Highland pretty close last week, 21-28. Island wins. And Madison's just that team towards the end of the season finds ways to win and gets to the playoffs. You know, if Rigby were to lose that game, uh, they'd probably get the very last seed into the playoffs. You know where they'd have to go for the first round? Madison. <laughs> oh, how fun would that be? <laughs> a little rematch. And they already, they already have a little bit of a rivalry, right? I mean, they're yeah. very close. The, the, the stadiums, you know, who's got a nicer stadium kind of comes up sometimes. But, yeah, really fun games. Definitely. So, so you look at Madison and their quarterback, Ben Dredge, and he runs the ball really well. Like, you know, how did Rigby get in trouble against Highland? Really? It was Drew Hymas, Highland's quarterback, making big running plays and also some pretty, pretty gutsy throws at the end of the game. Ben Dredge runs the ball better than Drew Hymas, but Drew Hymas is the superior passer. So if, if Rigby can keep Dredge contained running and make Madison try to win through the air, I think that's a formula for success for the Trojans. And conversely, if Madison can get even just a little bit out of their passing game to take some of that pressure off Dredge, then I think, um, you know, they're looking pretty solid, but I like Rigby overall in this game. And, you know, we'll just have to wait and see for a football. Uh, you've got a pair of contests on idahosports.com Friday night, Sean, uh, for the District 5 and District 6 championships, respectively. Uh, up in District 6, it is Skyline taking on Shelly. Uh, both teams lost last week. Uh, definitely opened some eyes around the state. You know, Shelly dropped a, a game to Hillcrest. I believe it was 22 to 10, 23 to 10. Um, and, and Bonneville knocked off Skyline. Uh, in a low-scoring game, as well. So both of these teams looking their wounds a little four, bit. Yeah, sixteen to fourteen, Bonneville yeah. won, and I know that was the game we on the drive home from Sugar. That was the game everyone was kind of like, "Is that right? Is that score right?" But uh, you know, Bonneville. We've had the opportunity to talk to um, Kevin Kemp, their head coach, a couple times, and you know what he told me is they he expected them to win all week, and that's kind of been his mindset and. 
And if he didn't expect him to win, Jacob Perez expected to win for that team because that guy, uh, he, you know, he had interceptions. He ran a touchdown in. He threw a touchdown. He got the, you know, the game-ending interception and uh, just just crazy. And what what a great win for Bonneville. But with that being said, Skyline's still in the driver's seat um, of that conference championship against Shelly. And we've had opportunities to see Shelly and Shelly. Um, sometimes looks like a team you can't beat and sometimes a team that can get can get beat so it really sets up for a pretty pretty good matchup there for that conference championship yeah so here's the scenarios i think um four of the five teams from district six or 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 five of the six are pretty comfortably in uh that would be skyline shelly blackfoot hillcrest and bonneville i think you can take it to the bank those five teams are in the playoffs just a matter of where you get seated Idaho Falls kind of fighting for their playoff lives. In fact, if the playoffs started today, Idaho Falls would be the first team out. So they need to get a win. They're playing uh, Hillcrest on Friday night. If Idaho Falls gets a win, I think that bumps up their max preps rating enough that they get in. If they lose, then they're having to wait to see what else happens because you've got Skyview playing Bishop Kelly and you've got Canyon Ridge playing Burley. And both of those teams uh, their opponents, Burley and Bishop Kelly, are higher max prep ranked teams than Hillcrest. So that strength of schedule, even if Canyon Ridge and Skyview were to both lose, that strength of schedule still could keep them in those last two playoff spots. So for Idaho Falls, it's simple. You win, you're in. You lose, it's going to be a nail biter. And you may not know until Saturday even if you made the playoffs or not. Oh, um, come on, Brandon. You'll know Friday night. You got all the numbers <laughs> ran. Well, on the an Excel sheet somewhere. Here's the problem, though. Here's <laughs> you the don't problem. know the rating, right? Yes. So IdahoSports.com, we're on top of it, right? Almost all the scores, 98% of the scores are in on Friday night. If you go to Max Preps on a Friday night, and I don't want to disparage the company, but because it's, you know, they rely on fans and coaches mm-hmm. to put in the scores but they've got like a third of the scores put in on a Friday night. And so you can't until all of the scores are actually put into max preps to compile the rating, right? You can't right? You can't. And I assume the algorithm needs some time to crunch the numbers as well. So I would say, you know, Saturday, you'd probably know for sure. So yeah, but for Idaho falls, it's simple win and you're in Hillcrest has a lot to play for though, Sean, because if skyline beats Shelly and Hillcrest beats Idaho falls, Hillcrest gets second place in the conference and and with that a top eight seed in a home playoff game and Shelly would then be forced to go on the road somewhere so there I mean so Hillcrest has a lot all everybody's got a lot to play for Blackfoot also is going to play Bonneville um, there's going to be some fantastic matchups and all everybody all six teams from district six are going to give it their best effort on Friday night yeah I mean absolutely and I you know I'm just thinking you know I don't want to play Hillcrest either that's a team no. that's found a way to win they're good at ball control. They can run the ball. Um, you know, they're they're a team. If they make it into the playoffs, you, you can't look past them. So, I mean, obviously, any of the teams in District Six are really good teams. But, you know, you know, throw the records out the door when when uh, some of these teams come to town, and you just got to play ball. Yeah, for sure. And then in District Five, you've got the District Five Championship. This is the game that we're going to be on the call for. So, so Shelly Skyline Friday night at Ravston Stadium live free of charge on idahosports.com and then the game we're going to be at sean at lookout field it's pocatello and century for the district five title uh if pocatello wins they get a top eight seed they would be the number eight seed more than likely but one home playoff game at least um if pocatello loses 
you know, they're still in, I think. They still get a playoff spot. Century's got to win. There's no yeah. way Century gets an at-large bid. They have to win this game. And if they win this game, then uh, Skyview, Canyon Ridge, Idaho Falls, uh, two of those three teams will be out. So they're all going to be cheering for the Thunder on Friday night, <laughs> hoping that Century doesn't play spoiler and steal a bid. Yeah, I talked to um, Century's head coach, Ryan Fleshman. I'm like, what? hey, well, how do you think it's going to go? And he goes, I'll tell you Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's, here, here's the deal, right? Pocatello uh, is the favorite going in. Um, but I will say that a Century can control the ball, keep that Pocatello offense off the field, and get some turnovers. I, I give them a shot. And really, Century's got nothing to put Pocatello's a team with all the pressure on them to, yeah. to, to win and deliver. And Century can be a little looser out there. So uh, stranger things have happened. I'm just saying. I don't. I, I mean, think it'll come down to, you know, Pocatello's defense. I think Devin Rodriguez there, the linebacking. I think if Pocatello's defense comes out and plays how we've seen them play all year, I think it's their game to lose. Um, yeah. So it'll, it'll, I think that will be kind of the barometer we'll be able to gear from um, at the start of that game. Yeah, Pokey's front seven versus that Century O-line could be an interesting matchup for sure because Century's O-line still a little young um, going up against an experienced front seven. Uh, okay, 3A football. Uh, we we were at Sugar last week, Sean. Uh, they they took it to Teton. Um, Sugar, I think, was motivated to come out and say, we're still the class of this league. Teton's had a nice season, but we're still the top dog. They can officially clinch the league title with a win over South Fremont Friday. Whoever wins that matchup wins the conference. All three of those teams are comfortably into the playoffs, though. Yeah, you know, we went up there, and Sugar Salem's good. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to tell you. They're, you know, what the score don't want to tell you is their defense is phenomenal. They were rushing only maybe three guys at some times of some points of that game and getting pressure on the quarterback. And that is a nightmare. If you yeah. can rush three and get pressure, you're it's just a nightmare. Um, but I will tell you, Teton's got a lot of great playmakers and, and they're good as well. And then South Fremont, right? We've seen them win. We've seen them lose. I mean, who knows what happens this Friday? I think that's a phenomenal matchup. Um, I think South Fremont's got a lot of question marks and they, they could probably uh answer those this friday i think a lot of coaches in east idaho and around the state will tell you when it comes to putting together a game plan there's few that are better at it than south fremont head coach chad hill he's he's really good at coming up with a game plan to to knock a team off it's now his team doesn't always execute the game plan but in terms of like making a battle plan and how are we going to attack a team and win He's one of the best at it. And so it'll be very interesting to see what kind of battle plan Coach Hill comes up with for the Cougars against Sugar on Friday night. Um, all right, District 5, Snake River has clinched the um, the district title. They uh, are 2-0 and in the league. Um, Marsh Valley um, pretty much is, is in at, at that second spot. They're both into the playoffs. Um, they're both going to be uh, playing in the first round. Only the top two teams get buys. So that's pretty much what's going on there. Um, in 2A, and 2, 2A is getting interesting. Firth shuts out North Fremont, Sean. Second week in a <laughs> row, the Huskies have been shut out. It sounds like North Fremont has just got a bad case of the turnovers. They, they've turned the ball over at really bad times. And because of that, they've come up empty on a couple of drives these last two weeks against Aberdeen and Firth, two teams that can control the clock and control the ball if they want to. Yeah, two really good teams, Aberdeen and Firth. I mean, um, yeah, it's kind of 
I, you know, I wondered if someone, if they, if North Fremont had any injuries or anything, I, I didn't hear anything, but it was kind of weird to see them go scoreless two games in a row. I, I would hi- highly doubt that happens Friday night. Yeah, uh, very unusual for sure. Um, Firth officially clinched the nuclear conference title with that win over North Fremont, by the way. Uh, North Fremont comfortably into the playoffs. And then you've got West Jefferson on the bubble. Probably not a strong enough max preps rating to to get in there, um, West J, unfortunately. So it looks like two teams from District 6 will make it. Uh, we have three teams for sure in from district five and, and possibly a fourth Sean, because this league is so strong. Soda Springs, despite being two and six would be the last team in. And we saw this happen two years ago where all five teams from district five made the playoffs. So it's, it's a strong league. And because of that, that strength of schedule gets boosted and Soda Springs, uh, you know, they played sugar Salem earlier yep. this year, the best three, a team in the state. They played Firth. Uh, in in a non-conference, uh, Firth or North Fremont, I can't remember now. It'll Firth, take me, yeah, Firth, Firth, Snake River. They they put a challenging schedule together, and even though they've only won two games, they're battle tested and more than likely going to get a playoff spot. They have a pretty comfortable lead for that final at-large bid. Um, so here's what comes down to for the conference: uh, you've got Bear Lake beat Westside earlier this year, and then Westside beat Aberdeen on Friday night, and now Bear Lake plays Aberdeen this Friday. If Aberdeen wins, you've got a three-way tie for first. If Bear Lake wins, then it's Bear Lake one, Westside two, Aberdeen three. So, yep, and that that should be a good game as well. I'm pretty excited to see what happens with Aberdeen and Bear Lake. So, I mean, <laughs> all these teams. I mean, I think we said this before. Two A. Um, especially in East Idaho, there's just so many good teams. And then I'm not going to discredit any of the Boise teams or up North teams, but man, we've got a lot of good teams down here and they're, it's going to be fantastic matchups in that, that bracket, that state bracket. I don't think there'll be a bad game. And again, the selection committee has the discretion to alter the first round matchups. If it's uh, too much of a travel for, for one team, or if it's two district opponents that get slotted against each other. So I really do think you could see some like district five versus district six opening round matchups. Like I could easily see an Aberdeen North Fremont rematch in the opening round of the playoffs because the two teams are somewhat close to each other. And that I mean, it would suck that one of those teams would lose right away, but man, what a, epic first round battle that would be for sure so we'll just keep an eye on that and and ironically enough more than likely it would be aberdeen traveling to north fremont even though the tigers beat the huskies earlier this year because of max preps and the way that works so that would be pretty interesting um okay let's take a look at 1ad1 it all comes down to this week sean grace butte county winner wins the district Loser also headed to the playoffs via an at-large bid, but a top four seed is on the line for the winner. Butte County had a big win over Raft River last week. Grace very quietly has gone about their business. There's not a lot of hype coming out of Grace, and that's exactly how uh, Coach Newby wants it there in Grace. He he wants a little fanfare. They'll just show up and take care of business. Yeah, Grace is kind of like a hillcrest to me. That's a team you just... You, you just probably didn't really hear about all year and it's just not the team you want to play in the first round. Um, so th- that's a, that's another team. I think that's just kind of lingering in the back. Um, just kind of waiting to strike. Yeah. Either way, both these teams are set for the playoffs um, and they, they should both go pretty far into the postseason. One AD two. It all comes down to this final week. Uh, 
like we talked about with the round robin of Bear Lake, Aberdeen, and Westside, it's a round robin between Rockland, Water Springs, and North Gem. So Water Springs beat North Gem two weeks ago. Rockland put up 70 on Water Springs last week, and now it's Rockland and North Gem playing. If Rockland wins, it's Rockland 1, Water Springs 2, North Gem missing the playoffs. If North Gem wins, you've got a three-way tie, and I'll be honest, I never did find out how that gets settled, but uh, I, I, I like Rockland in this matchup. Yeah, I, you know, I think I think it's Rockland's game to lose, but just looking at these teams and their and their schedule it's kind of all over the place um but i like i like rockland to come out of that one and probably be the conference champion yeah rockland had a had an all statewide receiver teague Matthews, who's getting division 1 looks uh they moved him to quarterback and it's worked out pretty well ever since they made that switch rockland's offense is kind of elevated so he's like a big six four quarterback now that's just wrecking people so yeah they've scored over 100 points in the last two games so that's it's worked yeah i'd say that worked for sure so yeah a lot of good compelling matchups uh this friday night and all you football fans friday night after the games are over head on over to the idahosports.com twitter account we're going to do a twitter spaces where we basically are going to just break down the final scores game recaps uh, kind of that raw reaction in real time to what happened. We're going to be uh, doing it live from 1030 to 1130 Friday night. It's Twitter spaces. If you're not familiar with the concept, think of it like a, like a talk radio show. Uh, you do it on your phone. Uh, it's just audio. You won't see our faces, but we'll be having the conversation. You can, you know, like a caller into sports talk radio, you can call in, um, you don't have to have a Twitter account if, uh, to participate. You have to have a Twitter account, but if you just want to listen to the conversation, you don't have to have a Twitter account. We're going to put the link on all of our social media. And so you can tune in Friday night from again, 1030 to 1130 as we uh, have a, a Twitter spaces live where we just break down, you know, I'll kind of be updating the brackets and where I think teams might be headed and stuff. And I don't know. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, we did it last week for the first time and it was, it's pretty exciting. It was nice to have like, because in East Idaho, as the East Idaho guy, you're always like, we don't know anything about the North, right? And so we had the North, you know, broadcasters from Idaho Sports, and they were giving their info on the North teams, you know, like Sandpoint and Post Falls winning, for, you know, for the first time in a long time. And so you kind of get a little insight on teams you might not have heard of. So I found that very interesting and that informal um, getting getting the inside scoop on probably your uh, playoff opponents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we we even had a couple of players hop on. Levi Ballison from Sandpoint, uh, great linebacker, was on. There was a kid from uh, one of the Boise schools. I, I can't remember now, but I mean, there was there was actual players that hopped on as well. So we, got, I mean, we got to ask them, "Hey, how'd the game go tonight?" And they kind of, "Oh yeah, you know, we got the job done," and it was really fun. So. Uh, yeah, stay tuned to that Friday night, 1030 to 1130 on the IdahoSports.com Twitter account. All right, Sean, I know you've got to go. you got to go PA announce for district volleyball tonight. Yeah, you guys got me into this broadcasting. Now everyone asks uh, me to do stuff. Yeah, I'm going to go PA the district championship. Uh, we've got, it's, you know, three teams. Uh, Preston, <laughs> Preston and Pocatello will be starting any minute now. And um, I'll, I'll get over there and then I'll, I'll chime in a little bit for, uh, whoever that winner is to play century. And, uh, it's fun. Uh, playoff volleyball is a lot of emotion, a lot of loud noises, and, uh, it's fun. 
yeah. Well, <laughs> it's gonna uh, again keep checking back to idosports.com for the latest updated brackets, not just from district volleyball, but state soccer as well. We're updating those like almost immediately after the matches go final. So keep checking back to idosports.com all weekend long. All right, thanks for tuning into the East Idaho Prepcast. Everybody enjoy the competitions this weekend. We'll see you back here next week for another edition. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey on idahosports.com. <laughs>